Hey, sweet mama. I'm glad you're listening today. I have a few questions for you. Do you ever feel frustrated that you keep going back to sweets even though you know they're not helping you lose weight? Ever wonder the real reason behind your compulsion to watch TV when you should be more intentional with your time? Or more generally, do you ever do the things you know you shouldn't be doing or not do the things you know you should be doing but don't understand why? Ugh, I've been there. You probably wouldn't believe me if I told you that all that can be changed with a simple thought. It's crazy, right? But I'm so excited to share this conversation with you today as my guest shares about all of the answers to those questions and more. She teaches us how simply changing our thoughts can change everything. She teaches us what the process is to change our thoughts, to truly take every thought captive to obey Christ from 2 Corinthians 10.5. And she even does some on-the-spot coaching with me as an example of how this can be used in your health journey today. Because the reality is when you change your thoughts, you can change your emotions. And when you change your emotions, you can change your actions. And when you realize how much power you actually hold in the actions you take, you can change the world. So grab a notebook and your Bible and let's get into it. Hey, sweet mama, welcome to Healthy and Empowered Living. Do you want to consistently make your healthiest choices so you can finally get to a weight you love? Do you find yourself up late at night searching recipes for healthier family meals or motivation to work out? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel frustrated that you can't follow through or guilty that it's taking away precious time from your kids again? Hey, I'm Lauren. I too was a mom who wanted to lose weight. I too worried that my health was taking up too much of my time and energy and wished that I could finally let go of the number on the scale and have a healthy relationship with food and exercise. I wanted confidence and freedom to love my body and food and have more energy for the things that really mattered to me. But I kept telling myself that I'd never have the discipline to consistently make healthy choices and that I'd just keep falling off the wagon until I found a little secret that helped me get to and stay at a weight I love. In this podcast, you will find all the motivation and quick tips you need to live healthy consistently through mindful eating, fitness made simple, and mindset transformation so that you will live in true confidence at a weight you love and as the mama God created you to be. So pop in those earbuds, grab your healthy snack, and let's do this. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Healthy and Empowered Living Podcast. I am so excited today. I have Risa Hosbrook with me. She is a Christian life coach who helps women to think differently about their circumstances, which allows them to feel differently about themselves and ultimately show up differently in the world. She is an expert in mindset and often calls herself the Christian brain science coach. I am so excited to have her share with you all the things about how we think and what we, how we feel and what we can do to change it all and to live our best. So welcome to the show, Risa. Thank you, Lauren. That's a mouthful. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Question number one is tell us a little bit more about your story and what led you to do what you're doing today. Okay, so um, I'm originally from South Africa, but we came to the U.S. about eight years ago, and um, my I homeschooled my kids. So, but by that time they were like late high school age, so they were able to work more independently, and that gave me the opportunity to start my own little business. So I was like, I I want to make money, you know. That was like my motivation. So I um I created an online language course for homeschooling moms in South Africa. Um, 
And I had a lot to learn. Oh, I had so much to learn. It's like, how do you create the course? How do you upload it to the platform? How do you webinars? How do you send out emails? How do you do Facebook lives? All the things that we do when we start our own businesses, right? And soon I was working like 60 hours a week and making only a thousand dollars a month. Oh no. Because I had to learn so much, right? And but but you know the nice thing when you start something something new, like starting a um, new business. The Lord brings you into contact with new people and new ideas. And then one day I heard this um, the, this podcast. It was an interview with a life coach. And she was telling how she was making millions of dollars and working only three days a week. And I was like, I'm not doing this right. This is not so, something is off here, right? And then I realized it, it's it's more to, to be a business owner. You have to learn more than just the skills, the technical skills about, you know, the Facebook lives and all those things, I also had to take care of my mindset, mm -hmm. how I manage my mind, how I manage my emotions so that I can focus better and, you know, make more money in less time. Mm -hmm. I was I was absolutely hooked by her ideas, started following her, listening to her own podcast. And then I started applying the things that she was teaching. And soon I was only spending six hours a week in my online business mm -hmm but making double the amount that I did. And by then I was convinced I want to be a life coach. So that little business paid for my coach certification. Uh -huh. and, and soon it was like life coaching had this ripple effect in my life. I restored relationship with my mom. I became a better mom. I became a better wife. <laughs> and it was interesting how my, my house got a lot tidier because as I was like cleaning up my mind, my environment also started to change. And I think something that would be interesting to your listeners, Lauren, is I lost weight. And then um, I'm, I stayed, I'm staying at my ideal weight for the last three years. All of that because of life coaching. So I think the tools are amazing. And I just want to share it with everyone. <laughs> That's amazing. I love how 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 your own journey kind of led you into realizing that you know, it all started in your mind. And then you saw that ripple effect. I, I, I wrote down my, my own little note, clean up your mind, and then you'll clean up your house. Like, yes. that's it's as simple as that, right? Yes. <laughs> so how, how is it exactly that you help Christian women um, with their mindsets? And how do you help them think differently? Okay, I think my whole approach can be summarized in that verse. And let me just make sure where it is from my notes quickly. I don't want to not um, quote the Bible right. It's from 2 Corinthians 10 verse 6. We take every thought captive to obey Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's basically it. You know, it's like, oh, 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 wait a minute. I can, when I think differently, everything else changes. Mm -hmm. So, I always, I, I, I put it in this way. I, I want, instead of us Christian women, women, you know, the world looking at us and, and shaking their heads about our messy lives, they go like, I want to be like these Christians. So I think I, I see it almost like this small little mission. I want to make Christianity and I want to make Jesus Christ irresistible to the world. Mm. But by showing Christian women how to have these amazing lives and it's possible. I think that's like, that's an, in a nutshell. That's it. <laughs> wow. That's yeah, that's huge. That's big. Um, yeah, I love that's absolutely one of my favorite verses. Take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Um, so, so let's talk a little bit more um, 
like on the practical level, like what is your process that you teach? Because obviously, I mean, that's take every thought captive, make it obedient to Christ. Like that sounds really good. Yes. Now, how do we do this? Right. right. The process <laughs> is a little bit more complicated. Um, mm-hmm. So what can you give us again in a nutshell? Like, what is it that you teach? Like, what are the basic places to start? Okay, let's start with a feeling. Let's start with our emotions and let's think about where do they come from. Now, you hear something or you see something. Now, there are other senses as well, but let's focus on the two big ones, your eyes and your ears. So light waves, they hit your eyes or sound waves, they hit your ears, but they are meaningless. It's your brain's job to, to give to interpret the waves right and to to make to attach a meaning and a story to it and only then is the emotion created in your body after you've interpreted whatever you heard or saw Mm -hmm. and I know it's like it's a huge oversimplification emotion is emotions are complicated and we are complicated we are fearfully and wonderfully made after all, right? But but this is a useful simplification because it helps us to get a grasp on our emotions. Mm -hmm. So it's telling yourself, I'm feeling the way I'm feeling because of something I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. So whenever I'm having a very like overwhelming emotion, like being very sad or upset, you can tell yourself this feeling in my body I created myself with my own thinking and my body is letting me know how my thought is affecting me. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the next step is like, obviously, but if you change the thought, you can change the feeling. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and that's the power of it. And Paul gave us that long list. And let me just make sure about the Bible verse again. It's in Philippians 4 verse 8. Let me find that because I don't want to, you know, misquote the Bible. It's a long list of whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, pure, lovely, commendable. This, I think this is the New King James, the the language is so formal. Okay. If there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about those things. That's what he's telling us. Now, I think what's important to realize is the assumption that you can think you can create the you can think differently you can change your thoughts they don't just happen to you mm-hmm. but when you think back how I explained like the you hear something you see something and then you interpret that mm-hmm. okay so that's that's basically what I do is like I teach Christian women how to understand their own thoughts and feelings so that they can change them if they want to mm-hmm. that's so good I mean you sum it up perfectly just like that and and I love that you brought in that verse in Philippians that's one of my favorites I use it um a lot when I'm when I'm speaking with with clients as well um and one of the things I like to point out is that it wouldn't be written there as a you know as a commandment if it weren't possible like exactly. God gave us the ability to think on all of those things and and we ultimately get to choose how what, what do you find is, is like the biggest, I'm kind of going off script here a little bit recently. No, it's fine. It's like, let's talk about this. What yeah. do you find is the, what are the biggest setbacks, the biggest challenges that women face um, when it comes to being able to recognize your thoughts and your feelings and interpret them properly and, and, and then decide to change them? Like what, what holds them back from this just being easy? 
I think it's like it's a little bit counterintuitive. Like we are like fish in water. We swim in our own thoughts. So it's it's difficult, but at the beginning, but it's definitely it's teachable. You know, it's like to see what you're thinking. So it's like you stepping out of yourself. It's I think what what do they call it? Mega metacognition. Mm-hmm. So it's you thinking about your thinking. And just it feels weird at the beginning to yes. I'm thinking that. So that creates everything, but it feels like the truth. But actually, it's just an interpretation. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's like it's just getting used to it. And at the beginning, I think people sometimes they want to change the thought too quickly. That the first step is always awareness. It's I'm creating this feeling and the way I show up with my own mind. Okay, just sit with that, even for a couple of weeks before you you want, because it's so powerful, you want to use it well. And just like immediately change, change, it's like, yeah, just see how you're creating it yourself. Okay, so there's kind of this process that you have to follow. You know, it's not an instant, it's a it's a retraining. Like that's why, you know, Romans 12, two is probably another verse that you're familiar with, you know, re- renew your mind. Yes. Um, and you know, that's why we, we have to continually do that every single day. Um, you know, when we're working on changing the way that we think about things mm-hmm. or, um, you know, learning to recognize, um, the thought that caused our emotions. Right. A life coach really that is why life coaches are so valuable and because it's like you are like a jar and you can't read your own label Mm -hmm. it's so valuable to get that outside perspective but you know not everyone can afford a life coach or they don't even want to use them so at the beginning I definitely coach myself Mm -hmm. and it's just like thinking I can explain the whole process to you if I if you if you want to now if you want us to talk about the the study that I, I was thinking to share first or yeah, perhaps we should do that first. Like yeah. it's an example of how yeah. powerful the mind yeah. actually is. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I really, I want to repeat the, the comment that you just made too, like how you described what life coaching is. Like that is really powerful. Like you're inside a jar and you can't read the label from the inside. So having a coach allows a different perspective to be brought to yes. your attention. Um, mm-hmm. And that's really powerful. So, um, but yeah, so tell us, you were kind of telling me before we hit record about um, this study that really gives a, a powerful example of this whole process in action. So yeah, why don't you go ahead and tell us about that? Okay, so it's called the hotel worker study. And when you think of people, especially women working in hotels, you would typically think, but they work very hard, make beds, clean toilets, you know, it's like, and carry those heavy laundry Mm-hmm. trolleys that they have to push around up and down stairs they they get a lot of actually exercise that's the way well that's the way I see them mm-hmm. that's not the way that they saw themselves mm-hmm. so uh, a, a researcher's group uh, reached out to a group of these women and they asked them how much exercise do you get <laughs> and on a scale of one to ten they said like three <laughs> I'm tired all the time I, I should I should exercise more that was what most of them were saying. Mm-hmm. And then the researchers divided the group in two. It's like the experimental group and the control group. Mm-hmm. They they weighed everybody and they took their blood pressure of everyone. But only the experimental group, they took a part and one by one, they had an interview with them and told them, do you realize that you actually have at least 30 minutes of moderate exercise every day? 
it's like that's what the Surgeon General is recommending and you are already eating that. Do you realize that? And they were like, no, I did not. Okay, and then the, the researchers, like they do, they went away for four weeks, came back and took the measurements again. They, they, they took their blood pressure and it dropped, their systolic blood pressure dropped with 10 points. But this is the experimental group, not the control group, right? And um, they, they felt a lot better about themselves. But no, no, for the, the nice part, they lost weight. They didn't change the, they didn't eat less, they didn't eat different things, they didn't start exercising more. They just changed the way that they think about their lives and their experience. And they lost weight. And I think it ties in so well with your whole idea of stop with the diet mentality. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is incredible. Thank you for sharing that study. Um, Yeah, just the way that you think you've, just the way that you, you think about it is so powerful. Um, and it's, you know, we, we've talked before Risa, and I, I kind of just want to share again, like, you know, that has to do a lot with exercise, like how much, um, you know, are you exercising versus how much you think you should be exercising. And when you think you're not exercising enough, then you start kind of feeling down on yourself. You know, mm. that the emotions that start coming are this guilt and that shame and that just that feeling of I should be doing more or I'm not doing enough. And then when you start telling yourself that I am doing enough, I am, do- then you start seeing those results. And we've talked about it with food as well, even that it's the same thing. Like when you start eating these, you know, quote unquote, bad foods, you start feeling down on yourself Um, and the negative emotion spiral starts versus, you know, if you are making a conscious choice, I'm going to eat a moderate amount of this food that I'm not labeling as, as quote unquote bad, it's just a food. Then you start, you start seeing it differently. You start seeing food differently and and the results in your health even change. Like it's just, wow. Even telling yourself something like when you eat something like vegetables it's like god created these amazing things to nourish and sustain me it's a, it's a gift from my creator yes just like thinking you change the your relationship with food and mm-hmm. i think that's what we need to do because for the last 30 or so years this we we didn't have we don't have a really good relationship with food not not you know not in the west right. we, the richer countries no no, that that's absolutely true. And that that's a very powerful way to begin changing your relationship with food as well as really seeing and you know, this is something that that I, I teach a lot as well, like your health choices can be a way to honor the Lord. And yes. taking care of your body is a form of worship to him. And, you know, that that's a great like practical example. And I had a client one time who actually began doing this when she was doing her food prep of her different fruits and veggies, you know, she would sit there and she literally saw it as an act of worship. Like I am so grateful to God for this food that brings my body nourishment. And when she is in the bringing the Lord into that portion of her journey, then as she's eating that food and recognizing how good it is, that God gave her this food to take care of the body that he's blessed her with, it completely changed her perspective on healthy food. Like it was no longer an obligation. There was no longer a a guilt and a shame attached to, you know, choosing not to eat it. Like you get to eat it. It's the same, you know, with any kind of 
service to the Lord. Right. I mean, but this is, you know, bringing it specifically to health and you're eating and taking care of your body. Mm -hmm. Okay. But let's, I I want to explain a little bit more. How can you get access to the thoughts if you're not used to this process? So if we think of a thought and the feeling and the action as like a, a chain and there are three links, sometimes it's easier to use, for instance, your actions as a clue to what you're thinking. And I'm going to give an extreme example here. It's like, for, for instance, you, you visit your mother-in-law. And whenever you return from the visit, you open the refrigerator, get up the tub of ice cream and start eating. That's the action. So if you were to ask yourself, why am I doing this? What am I feeling? Just like, you know, the next little link before we go to the thought. And then you realize, I feel not enough. And why, why? And then the next step is why. Now we, we want to, you know, like access, we want to dig in and waste the thought. Why do I feel inadequate, not enough? And then you realize, oh, it's because I'm always thinking I will never be enough for my mother-in-law. Aha, uh-huh. and now we've found it. We found the little culprit that's like, you know, making your life so messing up with your mind and everything. But before you, like I said before, before we start changing, Mm -hmm. just sit with it for a minute. If you tell yourself, I will never be good enough for this woman, of course you're going to feel inadequate. And of course you're going to feel, you know, want to fill the not not enoughness with something. It feels empty. So you want to fill it with, with something that feels good. So that's definitely a way. It's like, start with the actions. Mm -hmm. But please don't judge yourself. It's like, be curious. It's like seeing the pattern. What is happening here? Mm -hmm. Before you just like, you know, go ahead and there's something, I must change this Mm -hmm. awareness. This is a powerful, powerful tool. You can wait a few weeks before you start changing things. Awareness, spend a few, a couple of days in the awareness stage. That's, I know it's like for many people, for me at least, it was like, I create my own feelings. That was a, a big thing for me to get to wrap my mind around so I want to encourage everyone listening to this take your time and get used to the idea (laughs) first before you want to change that okay so um yes like I said a life coach is very good but like we saw with the researchers they reframed the situation Mm -hmm. like like the two of us did already with the vegetables and your client it's like this is this. I'm, I'm worshiping God with, with my eating. I'm thinking of how wonderful these things were made for me. It's reframing that. That if you want to do it on your own, that is a that's a powerful way. It's just like, what am I thinking here? But like I said, the actions or the even the feeling mm-hmm. can be like an inroad to. Wow, what what is it that I'm thinking? Once you realize that that link, it's almost like they call it the thinking, feeling, acting cycle. The three of them they work in into each other all the time. So good. So let's let's take your example of the mother-in-law situation leading to ice cream. Like, first of all, I think you could have been a wallflower in my life like a couple years ago. <laughs> um, so, but so you said you know, you never feel like you're enough. Um, you'll, you'll never be enough for your mother-in-law. I 
think is what, mm-hmm. is what you said. And that kind of leads to that feeling of inadequacy, which then you're trying to fill with the ice cream when you get home and creating mm-hmm. that. So we, we talked about, you know, that's kind of the cycle and we traced it back and we're gaining awareness as to what, so what ultimately caused the action was that thought, I'm not going to be enough for my mother-in-law. So can you take that one step further? Like, how would you suggest then reframing that? Sometimes it's the tiniest shift. It's like, I will never be good enough for my mother-in-law, but I'm good enough for God. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not immediately trying to change your relationship with your mother-in-law as well. It's just like first changing your relationship and rem- reminding yourself who you are mm-hmm. and who you are in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And what I would even like something is I, I will never be good enough for her, but even like completely like, like make it more positive. And that is, but I am good enough for me, but you have to believe that. Remember the, the hotel workers, they had to believe the researchers. And if you don't believe that it's not going to work. That's why I don't really like empty affirmations that much you know just telling yourself something over and over again that you don't believe anyway so if you tell yourself I am good enough you have to come up with examples yeah. and you have to tell yourself you I, I, I this is one um, experiment I do with my people it's like I call it the triangle of triumph mm. So you decide on three attributes you love about yourself and the Lord probably loves about yourself. And then tell yourself a story. For instance, I'm patient. I'm not patient, but okay, that's an example. (laughs) I'm still working on the patience, but I'm a patient person. And then remind yourself of a specific incident because the brain likes to be very general. You want to bring it to specific. Remind yourself of that one time when you demonstrated your patients so so well and it's it's nice that it's free it's like you know it's like it makes a little triangle so I'm patient I'm whatever else it is like um, I'm creative remind yourself of something like that I'm loving even though your mother-in-law is not loving you are loving but it's it's too general to yeah I'm loving no remember that time when you were so tired and you tucked your sick kid in, even you, if you had to get up five times in the night because they were having like diarrhea and you keep cleaning it. I'm a loving, and I never yelled at the kid. I'm a loving person. But can you see how I made it very specific? But sometimes it's like the tiny shift, mm-hmm. but I'm good enough for God. I, or even like adding something like, I will never be good enough for her. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's releasing it, but eventually you want to get to the complete place of positivity mm-hmm. where you remind yourself who you are and whose you are, mm-hmm. yes. why you are here and where you are headed. Yep. Yeah, I love that. And, and I love that you brought in like where our identity is, you know, our identity being in Christ first and, and foremost, like if, you know, we're feeling like, or we're telling ourselves that we're not good enough for our mother-in-law, like, what what you said I think it was one of your last examples like I will never be good enough for your for my mother-in-law and that that's okay because I don't have to take that on as my identity that doesn't have to that doesn't have to dictate then how I feel and how I live my life like that's just a truth but it doesn't have to be what I live under right exactly Mm -hmm. that's so good yes (laughs) 
Love it. Okay, so I want to go back really quick. This will probably be one of our last questions because we're kind of running on time here. But I want to go back to so one of the things you said in, in creating awareness and looking at your actions, like the action that you really would rather not do, like for the example that we've been using is eating, like getting the tub of ice cream whenever you get mm -hmm. home, like you recognize that action. And, and what you said is create that awareness, like get curious, not judgmental, get curious. What are some of the questions that you recommend kind of starting to ask yourself for someone who's maybe new to this process? What questions should they start with? Okay, why is always such a powerful one? Why am I doing this? That oh, and when am I doing it? But, you know, it's like really sort of discovering the pattern. That's, that's another good one. Or even what am I trying to avoid? What feeling am I trying to avoid that I, and we see that a lot with all of us on social media. We keep ourselves busy with social media because we are avoiding those very intense feelings, like for instance, inadequacy. So you you don't want to feel it. So what what am I trying to avoid here by eating? I'm I'm eat I'm trying to eat my feelings. Mm -hmm. What is the feeling I'm trying to eat? So good. So asking yourself why is huge. Why why am I doing this? Or why am I doing this again? And mm -hmm. then looking at the when. So that would be kind of like recognizing your trigger. Like is there a pattern of I'm doing this consistently at the same time or after a certain event or a certain thing happens. And then is there something that I'm trying to avoid or what is it that I'm trying to avoid a specific feeling? If, you know, a story that I, I share often is I used to eat um, to avoid a feeling of loneliness um, in the afternoon. You know, sometimes it's even, it's even boredom. Yeah. You, I, and boredom, it's like, it's, it's, it's not that bad. It's loneliness feels heavier, but we can eat because we feel bored. Yeah. We don't get enough stimulation. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I used to eat in the afternoons. Like my kids would go down for a nap and I would sit in front of the TV and eat, even though we just ate lunch. And I'm like, why am I even doing this? You know, part of it was boredom, but the other part was I was craving like adult interaction. Like I needed my mind stimulated mm. because I had been with toddlers all day. Okay. But what, what do you think was the thought that you were, you were thinking just before you like, I feel lonely. What do you think was the thought for you there? What do you, oh my goodness. You're taking me back. This was like several years ago. Oh my goodness. Um, but there's probably many listeners that's exactly there now. So let's I know. <laughs> okay. Let me take myself, let me take myself back there. Um, what was my thought? My thought, my thought. Um, those of you who are listening on the podcast can't see my face, but I'm sure I'm making a really pretty face right now. <laughs> okay. I'm putting you on the spot. No, 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 this is good. This is good. Um, what does it mean to be lonely? I, what is loneliness to you? If you like, if we take it apart a little bit. So, okay. So for me, it really comes down to the mental stimulation. Okay. So I went and, you know, I was in a period of my life where I, I was trying to fill that, that what I, what I knew was a need for just being more stimulated. I, I was translating that as I want to just watch TV and like kind of numb out instead of engage my mind, mm -hmm. which is what I really needed. 
um, I needed that mind engagement because I had been with children all morning and I was exhausted on a kind of a, I was exhausted on an emotional level. level not, not mentally, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, men- mentally, I wasn't being challenged with them. And I think internally, my my emotions were probably trying to tell me like, I need some kind of stimulation. Okay. I think in that time in my life, I had very little emotional and mental awareness because I was just in survival mode. I was mm-hmm. trying to like, like so day. many women with young children are. Let's just like take out, you know, give them a salute for a minute because it is a yes. hard season in your life. It is yes. definitely, it is. I know, yes. I get that. Okay, but eventually you did something about it, right? It's like, so sometimes our emotions can even like be, you don't want to be, you want to be friends with your emotions. They tell you something about your life. Mm-hmm. So, and for you, it was like, I need more mental stimulation. I need yeah. to do something about this. Yep. Yeah. And, and honestly, it came from, I think a lot of it came from taking action. And so instead of saying, oh, I just, I don't feel like thinking, I don't feel like dealing with whatever it is I'm feeling, even if I can't recognize it, I'm just going to sit on the teeth on the couch and numb out. I, I began, you know, it started small because it was really hard, but I began building the habit of productivity during that nap time was kind of where it started for me. So, okay, I'm going to clean my kitchen or I'm going to fold the laundry and then I'll allow myself to sit down for a little bit and quote unquote rest. Like, even though that's not necessarily what I needed, that's what I thought I needed. And so I had to start small. Um, so for me, I don't know that even back then I was in the place of recognizing my thoughts and emotions. I think I just started doing things differently and eventually my mind caught up. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Lisa. Well, can you, you told yourself, I'm going to do something and then rest. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a thought. Yeah. You were talking to yourself. Yeah. And then you changed your motivation. It's like determination. It's, it's not, you don't necessarily want this very positive emotion. Right. Something like determination is also a useful one. Yes. Okay, yes cleaning the kitchen first and then, then I'm resting. Mm-hmm. But then you also enjoyed the rest more because you felt you earned it. Yeah. So you were talking, you were like in the acting, feeling, act, thinking, acting. Oh no, I'm, I'm confusing myself. <laughs> Thinking, feeling, acting cycle all the time. You just didn't, you were not aware. I didn't, I wasn't aware of it. Yep. So yeah, that's really good to be able to now put like the process behind it um, a lot better. So thank you, Risa. (laughs) Y'all just got a a little sneak peek of what working with Risa would be like. (laughs) Thank you for allowing me to do that. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right that that is probably really helpful because I know, I know that, you know, a lot of you who are probably listening are, are in that young, young child phase of, I'm just so exhausted. I don't even know how to make the time to process the things. And I know, clearly I've been there <laughs> Me too. Um, and, um, you know, it's possible to, to overcome. And it just, like Risa has been talking about it, it takes, you know, start with one simple, one simple cycle. What's one action, you know, whether it's, you know, I'm eating something during my children's nap time every day and I don't want to, or it's, I'm sitting down and watching TV and I really should be doing these other things. Like start, start that awareness, get yourself curious. You know, how does that make you feel? And then what thoughts are you thinking? 
and how can we reframe that? And, and I love Risa that you brought in like determination is not necessarily like a bad thing like that. Mm-hmm. That honestly speaks to me so much to even where I am right now, because I'm such like a go-getter, I'm a doer. And, um, and that's honestly, God's been speaking to me a lot about that, even recently that like my determination is not a bad thing when I'm partnered with him in it and I'm keeping him first and foremost. And so mm-hmm. determination is a really good, good quality. And so knowing that, um, you know, you can set yourself up in ways, um, to, to begin practicing that in a healthy way. Like I'm going to do this one thing before I rest or whatever, and kind of building that, uh, determination endurance, you might call it. Good for you. That's perfect. Good summary. (laughs) So, um, to kind of wrap up, I guess, first of all, is there anything else that you are wanting to share before we wrap up? I would like to share my freebie. I think that's the next question. Yes. How can people like um, you get in touch with me? I I have a journal, a free 30-day journal. It's like only a nice little write, writing prompt. I try to make it interesting. Like get a picture of yourself when you were little mm-hmm. and write to that little girl and tell her how much you love it. You know, things like that. And there's always, there's a Bible verse on every page because I want us to be grounded in God's word. Yes. And that's free. And that's a, that's a nice way to practice, to reframe the way that you think about yourself. That's so awesome. I have that available and it's, it's on my website, resa4coaching.com. Okay. And it's Risa and the number four coaching. Okay. <laughs> but that's we will it. put it in the show notes, right? I will make sure and put it in the show notes. Yes. Okay. And then I, I use the same handle on Instagram and on Facebook, if people want to meet up with me there and on my website, there's, I think there's a tab that says free for you. And if you click there, it's all my freebies, but I would really recommend the, um, the workbook. It's a, it's, it's, it's only 10 minutes, mm-hmm. but you are going to just like create a new relationship with yourself in, mm-hmm. in disco- discover what your passions are, what, you know, makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And just like get them new appreciation for yourself and remember who you are and who's you are. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We all need some more of that. So yeah, definitely go connect with Risa, grab that free journal that she's talking about. Sounds amazing. I think I'm going to go download it now. <laughs> You're more than welcome. <laughs> and thank you very much, Risa, for coming on and sharing all of your expert and wisdom with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was such a privilege for me. Thank you. You're welcome. mama thanks for listening today if you are loving what you hear be sure to subscribe so you're notified of new episodes each week also it would make my day to hear from you will you be so kind as to head over to apple podcasts rate the show and write a short review that helps more women find the show learn and be encouraged too lastly if you're not already a part of the joyful health for christian moms facebook community we'd love to have you we aren't meant to do this thing alone so come find the support and encouragement you need on your journey to healthy and empowered living You'll find all the links in the show notes. Until next time.